Good morning and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good day. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, another beautiful day in Jackson. We have 67 right now, mostly sunny today, high of 85. Yesterday's high was 84 degrees. We do expect uh, rain for uh, late tonight and tomorrow, but then after that, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Good. I'm looking forward to a beautiful weekend. We, we need one. Yes, we uh, do. Much more pleasant temperatures uh, coming. Uh, today in Jackson, we've got the Michigan Theater movies for kids at 11 and 2, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. And then Grass Lake, the farmer's market, runs today. And they've got entertainment by Ghost Rider DJ Services and Kyle Neely. Entertainment at the Cascades tonight, Don Middlebrook and the Pearl Divers. And he has a CD release party as uh, part of that. You know, you can get uh, eight people into that uh, family night for only 10 bucks. What if you have a family of nine? Uh, you have to pay another 10 bucks? I bet they'd, I bet they'd you wave think you they'd through. Lay in. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It reminds me of the days when we'd um, <laughs> go to the drive-in movie and have people hide in the trunk. We did. Yeah, yeah we did that to save $3. It's so embarrassing. But hey, $3 is $3. Uh, the pandemic. Uh, the CDC has issued uh, new revised uh, guidelines on mask wearing, recommending uh, masks for vaccinated people indoors in places where the Delta variant is surging, also calling for universal masking inside schools. And the uh, CDC released a map of areas of the country where um, masking should occur. Everything in uh, orange and red. Oh, we're yellow. Wow. So 46% of U.S. counties have what is considered a high transmission rate, and 17% of counties in the U.S. have a substantial transmission rate. So. Look wow. at us over there. We're in a good spot. Yeah, here we are. Jackson County is in uh, moderate risk. And we've had uh, yesterday 21 new cases. Yeah. Uh, there, have, there have been seven new hospital admissions in the last week, an increase of 61% in Jackson County in the last week. And our positivity rate is now at 4.5%. So schools have, you know, this, this is just going to throw a wrinkle into schools. Um, what will happen? You know, a lot of them are, have released, we won't, or they won't be wearing masks. I'm, I'm anxious to see what's going to happen um, in Ann Arbor, you know, more, a more liberal school district, more liberal community. And um, we know that their restrictions were, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Severe. Severe. I was going to say fierce. Yeah, very fierce. <laughs> so. I, I think we look and see what Ann Arbor uh, Public School District's gonna do, and you know, I don't know. I don't know what school districts will do here, we'll see. Well, in five states, it's against the law to mandate um, mask wearing in schools. It is? Five states, Is yeah. that a new law? In five different states, uh, huh. they've um, passed those laws so that uh, prohibit the uh, state or the governor from uh, requiring masks in schools. And the, and the CDC is saying that even if you're vaccinated, you should wear masks in mm -hmm. K-12 schools, which I think is throwing a lot of people off. Uh, the governor started wearing masks uh, yesterday. Really? Yeah. You know, I talked to someone who works in uh, public transportation yesterday, and in their office setting, they're likely to go back to wearing masks indoors. Mm -hmm. um, so it is it, it is happening it's it's happening we're we're regressing into some of the restrictions we've had in the past sure we're not getting vaccinated at a rate that is uh, tamping down the virus uh, in michigan uh, branch county the uh, only county in the lower peninsula in red they have had uh, an increase uh, a severe increase in the last week and the vaccination rate is really low Hillsdale in orange to our southwest. See, I thought they'd have no data available. 35% in Hillsdale County vaccinated, 35% fully vaccinated. And CDC released um, data for vaccinations in Jackson County as of yesterday, people 12 plus, we are at 48.7% uh, fully vaccinated. Really? Yeah. Wow. So lower than what we've been uh, told by the state and by the county. Yeah, well, uh, you know what, that maybe that 12 and under, or 12 has no. skewed it a, a little bit. I think so. Yeah. 
But yeah, we're still about 480,000 short of 70%. Mm -hmm. Long ways to go. So, do you want to talk about the Olympics? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the Olympics. Okay. Let's talk about Simone Biles. Simone. That's, that's the topic of every sports show, every news article, every talking head program. And um, so the, the situation is she uh, stepped away from uh, the team competition due to um, possibly an injury and mental health, some mental mm -hmm. health issues. If you're an individual athlete and you're not perfect mentally, this can happen. Like, I, you know, I totally understand it. There's so many ways to look at it. Um, it's, it's a tough life as a gymnast. I'm sure it's been hell. You know, you're, that's all you do since you probably could walk. That's mm -hmm. all you can do. So the pressure you feel is probably uh, horrible. Uh, it's hard to relate to because none of us are gold medal gymnasts <laughs> since uh, we were 16 years old. But um, who knows what she feels like, the weight of that. Maybe, you know, and if you don't have it mentally in that sport, um, you you're not gonna you're not gonna do well so yeah. it's a tough situation um so i don't know a lot of people say well she should have given it or just tried um mental health is something that can prevent you from just trying so um we'll see how she does she did um, um step away from the individual all around and that's a title that she's never lost since she was 16 years old so um things must be pretty serious for her to step away from that. And not the uh, first athlete to step away because of uh, mental health issues. Naomi Osaka, mm -hmm. Osaki also um, withdrawing. And uh, we've seen that also in uh, tennis, uh, Serena or Venus yeah, uh, Williams. Yeah, and you, you do see that, um, you know, the devil's advocate would say, well, you know, everyone has mental health issues and stress, stress issues. And maybe someone's trying to go to their job a, a day after their fa their loved one was killed. I mean, there's mm -hmm. just mental stress right. everywhere, all around us. Um, but uh, it was clear; it's clearly too much. Yeah, and it, I think this year we've seen it in a lot of sports. Matthew Wolf, the PGA golfer, he's also been uh, open about his um, struggles with mental mm -hmm. health. And it's not just the mental stress; it's people that are actually suffering. Um, because of mental health issues. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's going to be as debilitating as a, as a physical absolutely, injury. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, people that are struggling with uh, stress or panic attacks, you feel mm -hmm. like you're having a heart attack. It's not just uh, my head's messed up. Right. Yeah. So. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot more than just having a bad day. So hopefully um, she's okay and she is still possibly uh, going to be uh, competing uh, in future um, gymnastics um, competitions in, in the Olympics. Yeah, Michael Phelps, of course, Olympian. He's struggled with mental health uh, for years. He came out and, uh, you know, he was one of the first athletes along with some maybe NBA players years ago that actually talked about it and got it to the conversation. So Michael Phelps has been very supportive of Simone Biles and um, he's, you know, Suicide was on his mind at mm -hmm. one point while well, he's the best swimmer in the history of, uh, of the world. So, you know, you think these people have it all, but it's, it's a lot harder to deal with than it looks like. Yeah, and even after uh, he won his gold medals, he, he struggled. And yeah, what do you do, you know? Yeah. All that money, all those gold medals, um, still, still struggling. He has found time to uh, go to major golf tournaments and get inside the ropes, so mm -hmm. that's, which is what I'd be doing if I was Michael Phelps. Yeah. The um, governor is coming to Jackson today. She is going to uh, make an appearance at uh, Andy's place. She will be here with Kelly Rose, the Chief Housing Solutions Officer of Mishta, and she's expected to announce uh, another plan to use COVID funding to expand housing opportunities by building 2,000 new rental units across the state. Mm -hmm. Also, the governor <clears throat> will be in Chelsea to talk about um, the I-94 uh, revitalization and rebuilding, and that uh, 120 million project is underway. And we're seeing um, some ramps closing this week, Thursday, the ramp from 127 to westbound I-94. <clears throat> Thursday will be closed for uh, starting a month. Shirley Drive 
uh, also being closed for uh, almost a month. So uh, the construction continues, and it's amazing now that interchange 127 and 994 is uh, mucking up traffic. Yeah, it's, it's nasty. So I've been avoiding it altogether whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It'll be nice when it's done. Hey, how about the Restaurant Revitalization Fund? Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that. That was kind of like, a, that was through the SBA, mm -hmm. and restaurants could apply for um, financial relief, right? Right. Uh, the uh, Restaurant Revitalization Fund uh, had about um, 30 restaurants and uh, restaurant companies in Jackson take advantage of the uh, funding. Uh, ranging from a few thousand dollars to uh, nearly seven hundred thousand uh, dollars per restaurant or restaurant group. Yeah, so Chilangos, mm -hmm. they they received almost seven hundred thousand um, dollars, and you know I'm not sure what the money can be used for, and and they're an interesting example because they had at one point multiple restaurants, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not <coughs> sure what. What, is, what they have open now. So, but it's interesting, um, you know, what that money can be used for. It can be, you can pr pay principal and interest. You can't play, pay complete debt. You can't play, pay an employee's salary unless that employee is making over $100,000, which in a restaurant, you don't probably see that too often. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, so I don't know what, I don't know what that money's gonna be used for. That's gonna have a longer shelf life, I think, than, your PPP or things like that, um, really that's gonna, I, I believe I saw that's, payback might be March of 2023. But again, who knows how any of that works. But um, yeah, I was surprised more restaurants in Jackson weren't able to get it. And according to uh, an article in the LA Times, same problem there, right? Mm -hmm. LA County, they got $2 billion for their restaurants, but there are so many that just got left out altogether. It was a first come, first serve deal. Yeah, and it appeared that uh, a couple of the um, restaurant revitalization um, grants um, went to companies in Jackson that don't even have restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so I don't know how that happens. I don't either. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of restaurants didn't either uh, know about it or take advantage of it, but billions and billions and billions um, nationwide going to restaurants, of course, they've been struggling. But it's not equitable when you have um, one restaurant that gets $700,000 and another restaurant that gets nothing or $2,000. You have to wonder uh, how this money is being uh, doled out. It's completely ridiculous, you know? It's, it doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, a lot of things the government does doesn't make any sense. So we'll so hope that money gets spent. Mm -hmm. Oh, also one uh, quick thing, the vaccinations uh, in Detroit are only at, uh, it's amazing, we talk about Hillsdale County, but in uh, Detroit, 39% uh, uh, have received at least one dose, and the University of Michigan did a survey, did a study, and they found that nearly a third of the people who are not getting vaccinated say they don't think it's safe. And I believe that's, you know, they don't, you know, you're not trusting the message or trusting who it's from. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think some of the, you know, you, we look at the MDHHS and um, some of these other offices, they're really going to need to get into these communities and do some targeted advertising and targeted um, seminars and pop up vaccine clinics to really educate uh, folks who are on the fence about it. Yeah, and it's been unfortunate that we've been um, hearing conflicting advice. Uh, really, the mm. pandemic has been mismanaged from day one. For well, sure. It's clear. And uh, we've had all kinds of different uh, guidance and reversals and reinstatements yeah. and uh, suits and this. And it's just been, we haven't had a unified management of the pandemic from day one and you know other countries aren't having um, as big a problem there was this is interesting um, in uh, Bhutan it's a small country in the Himalayas mm. they successfully vaccinated over 90% of their 800,000 citizens in seven days mm. yeah fantastic so it can be done I am Just, anxious to see uh, mm. if President Biden has to deal with what President Trump did um, you know, 
during the height of the pandemic. So, so now we're going to have all these conflicting reports again, right? Yeah. K-12 masks. Okay, so what's going to be the message from the White House? So that's kind of the yeah. things I'm, I'm interested to follow because, um, you know, a uniform plan is just not something that Americans are willing to accept. So No, it was a month ago that the governor said, you know what, um, I'm not waiting till um, July 1. I'm ending all the restrictions. Everybody thought, oh, well, if the pandemic's over, it's near over. Well, guess again, it's not. Uh, and today we have a great show. Yeah, today we have a great <laughs> show. We're going to get things started with Zoe Lyons from the MDHHS right after this break. Collins Brothers floor covering, because new carpet is like, ah, very nice. But commercials suck. Don't change the channel, change your carpet. Collins Brothers downtown, excellent. Established in 1940. That's before the war, sucker. Just imagine how long your retirement will be. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Do you have enough saved? Can your retirement portfolio survive a stock market downturn? So many times I hear, I wish I would have talked to you sooner. I am Brian Smith with Summit Wealth Advisors, and I'm here to answer your questions. Good weather is here, and the Grand River Farmer's Market is open in downtown Jackson. Shop fresh Michigan-sourced food and quality products directly from local farmers and artisans every Friday and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Fresh fruits, vegetables, sweets, crafts, and so much more. Accepting cash, credit cards, EBT, and Double Up Food Bucks. Conveniently located at the corner of Mechanic and Pearl Streets along the Grand River. Do you have a student aged 10 to 18 in need of a sports or annual checkup? Be sure to check out the Center for Family Health. With two convenient locations to serve you, it's easier than ever to get your student's sports physical off your checklist. What's even cooler than that? Every sports checkup at the Center for Family Health gets you entered in a raffle to win a brand new bike. Call 517-748-5500 to schedule your appointment today. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. If you're looking for high-quality sheds, then check out Homestead Barns. With nearly 100 options, there's a shed for you. And if not, we can make a custom one to order. We have no credit checks and rent-to-own options, so we're ready to work with you. Visit us today. Join the Ellisharp Museum for the annual Art, Beer, and Wine Festival presented by County National Bank Saturday, August 7th. This year's festival will feature Michigan wineries, breweries, cider mills, and artists. The museum will also host food vendors and live music on the grounds and within the courtyard of the museum's historic Hillsdale Farm Lane. To purchase tickets or volunteer, go to ellisharpmuseum.org or contact Ellisharp Museum. I'm Laura Dwyer Schlechty and want to be your next mayor. I'm a lifelong Jackson resident, business owner, and property owner in the city. I know the importance of making City Hall a user-friendly place for all citizens. I will work hard to ensure that the actions taken by our city leaders are in the best interest of our community. With common sense tactics and an understanding of ways to... Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. Our first guest today is Zoe Lyons, the Jackson Director for the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning. So we thought the pandemic was kind of behind us with kind of what we were talking about with the July masks off, and then yesterday the CDC comes out, so that means everyone's social media is flooded with K through 12 masks, masks in high transmission right. areas. Is that, that's kind of an unexpected, I guess, blow for what we're all trying yeah, to do. Yeah, I think a little bit. Um, I mean, so we, our office opened back up a couple weeks ago, open to the public, and, you know, no, just notification if you're not vaccinated, please wear a mask mm -hmm. and social distance and, you know, things of that nature. But we're, yeah, 
a little bit nervous about whether we'll go backwards again. Yeah, we, I've, I don't know if you heard me mention in the open, I was talking to someone who's in transportation and their office is going back to mass indoors. Mm. Um, so um, where, where are we at kind of in our community as far as, um, I'll kind of switch gears, as far as kind of the folks that are still needing aid from the pandemic? Um, you know, I think we've sort of leveled out a little bit. Um, I think we're going to start seeing more people going back to work with the unemployment ending. Um, so right now we're still sort of uh, catching up from the folks who were high needs, mm -hmm. but we feel like we've sort of leveled out. We do have still a lot of people on Medicaid because we didn't close any <coughs> Medicaid cases during this pandemic so that uh, people were sure to have in health insurance. So. Also, food aid. Food aid. Uh, the mm -hmm. state uh, expanded uh, food aid again this month to an additional uh, couple hundred thousand uh, Michiganders. Yeah. And we're also seeing um, there's um, some food assistance for um, college students. Yeah. So we're just just like everybody else. We're getting ready to go back to school and getting some information out there. So low-income college students can uh, apply for assistance and may be eligible. It's always may be eligible, so it depends on all mm -hmm. the, you know, the documents and, and life circumstances. But um, low-income college students in career and, and technical programs uh, may be approved mm -hmm. for food assistance. There was something years ago about all the college students getting it. I don't know if you remember that, but so that's been fixed. If you're a, a sort of a regular college student and your parents um, still a, a person on your parents' taxes and mm -hmm. things like that. It's not you, but it's those folks who are truly low income who have a need. Yeah, and certainly uh, a lot of college students, are, they are individually low income because right. they can't be working while they're mm -hmm. in school for the most part, or mm -hmm. you know, part-time job mm -hmm. isn't going to you know, pay their way. And not everybody has parents that yeah, are yeah. helping I, them out. I spent so. all my graduation money in the first two weeks, and after two weeks of college, I was low income immediately. <laughs> Zero uh, income. I was too when I went away to college. I'm going to guess you still would not be eligible. <laughs> yeah. I went to a school, uh, University of Vermont. Uh, you've heard this story. My dad uh, <laughs> gave me six hundred dollars. That's a lot of money back then. It by was the way. a lot because the right. uh, uh, tuition at the University of Vermont was about $800 a semester and room mm -hmm. and board was the same. Right. So I got $600 and I went to uh, Bailey's Music Room and I bought a stereo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy anything like that, but, oh. but yes, obviously. Uh, it, but you're right. How about the, the technical training? That's, that's something folks should look into if they're doing that, a certificate program? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, college, the, the typical uh, four-year college isn't necessarily for everyone, mm -hmm. and I think there's been um, lots of lots of work in Jackson specifically to help uh, students, high school students even, to say, you know, where are your interests? Are your interests in four-year college, or are there some other technical programs that uh, would be good for you, and um, lots, of, lots of places to get that sort of technical training as well, so. Let's talk about the vaccination rate because the MDHHS uh, early in the um, rollout of the vaccine uh, launched uh, ad campaigns. We mm -hmm. saw billboards, <coughs> TV, radio ads, a really strong push to get uh, people vaccinated. What's the department doing as of late? Well, I think we're just still the same. Um, so keep in mind, I'm the human services side. I'm not the health side. Um, so I, we get the messaging, though, yeah. that the department puts out. And it's really just um, trying to get information out to the public that's accurate, you know, showing the science around it. Um, and and, if, you're, and, and s if you're not going to be vaccinated, then here are the things that we suggest. And it's really continuing all those protecting mechanisms that we've used over the last year and a half. Are some people that... Uh, you guys are seeing asking to help seek out employment or are we are you still seeing a lot of people uh, struggle to find employment or the employment that they um, want you know we it just depends on who's coming mm -hmm. in um, we have those folks to assist if the, if it's needed we also have our job star program with united way so that we have some staff that are actually in some of our local businesses and then help those employees who might be struggling as well um, we work with Michigan Works here mm -hmm. in Jackson, and we um, 
help guide people to Michigan Works for training, and then uh, Michigan Works helps them find jobs. I sign congratulations letters very regularly for people who have gotten jobs That's and great. are coming off assistance. So um, we try to do everything that we can to support that. I think, you know, based on what I'm seeing in the community, there's certainly jobs out there. For sure. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people question, we uh, um, have people without jobs, but a lot of openings that can't be filled. It right. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't seem like it makes sense. Right. So, uh, are people that are unemployed not qualified for the jobs that are open, or what do you think? I don't have any evidence about it. It's really just mm -hmm. I'm probably hearing the same thing you are that it's the unemployment benefits that kind of outweigh the desire to go um, get a job right at this moment. And I think the other thing that we have right now is we have parents still at home with their kids. Right. So kids are home for the summer. Um, so it's sort of as kids go back to school and the unemployment ends, I think we're probably going to see things change quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, I was, was going to ask, is child care still the biggest barrier to entry into the workforce? It's, it is a barrier for sure, and, um, and the cost of child care. Mm. You know, we mm. want, we want our, our child care providers to be paid well because they're taking care of our like, precious children, right? Our most precious thing. And, uh, you know, if you work at a low-wage low job, it's hard to, it to you're basically working to pay for child care. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. And there's a shortage of available child care in a lot of areas mm -hmm. where there just there aren't places that people can and, go. And it's yeah. been like that and came to a head during the pandemic, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, so. What we're going to see, and who knows, you know, in, in another month, uh, benefits are going to, the extended benefits are going to end mm -hmm. in early September. Kids are going to be back in school. Right. Uh, it's another potential uh, crisis happening uh, with the back to school time. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. How has uh, foster care gone over the last few months? Um, um, it's pretty good. Yeah. We're uh, we're still keeping our numbers down. So I think the last um, I the last number that I saw, we were at 179 children in foster care. Wow. Um, and keep in mind, two and a half years ago, we were at 340. Mm. So that number has really gone down. Um, certainly, things numbers were down in the during the pandemic just for children's protective services because kids weren't in school and weren't seeing sort of those mandatory reporters um but we're we're kind of back up uh running at a normal pace mm -hmm. i think and we still have a need for foster homes uh, particularly those mm -hmm. who will take in teenagers who will take in teenagers even though they know they're going to make mistakes and you know um we know that our brains aren't fully developed till we're 25 ish Ish. Ish. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so we're talking about these kids who they got adolescent brain going on and, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're not making the greatest of decisions, but we want someone who's going to really hang in there mm -hmm. with them no matter what. Yeah. And, then, and then we're also looking for um, foster homes of color. So we need um, black foster homes. We uh, would be great to have some Native American, Latinx foster homes. Um, the vast majority of our licensed foster homes are white families, and um, and that's not all of our children in foster sure, care. Right. And so, we've heard some kids. Um, I, I've listened to one um, young lady who's an African American um, who aged out of foster home or foster care, and she said she never lived in a home with a black family when she was. Um, going through the system. Never mm -hmm. had a black worker, a black judge, a black attorney. And so we're really paying attention mm -hmm. to that and uh, really trying to reach out and say, you know, we need to have some homes where kids will feel comfortable, you know? Mm -hmm. Zoe Lyons is with us, the Jackson Director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. More with Zoe after this. At Blair's Car Care, honesty and customer satisfaction have always been the most important thing for us. We have been serving loyal customers in Jackson County for almost 100 years. We do auto repair of all sorts, including tires, alignment, brakes, oil changes, and much more. For more information, please call 517-782-8116 or come stop by at 2424 Wildwood Avenue and experience for yourself what makes Blair's so special. I'm Nate Vermeulen and welcome to Vermeulen Furniture. We are Jackson's premier home furnishing store. Living in dining room sets, 
Home office decor, beautiful bedrooms, we have it all. Take advantage of our in-home design service, and we provide free mattress delivery and setup. We have a wide variety of power recliners for those lazy days, and be sure to check out our clearance center for the best deals in Jackson. Stop into Vermeulen's today and make your house a home. If you're looking for a high-quality, affordable alternative to the emergency room, then come to IEP Urgent Care's new location in Jackson. It's the same great ER physicians who have been providing care through our local hospitals since 2008, but now with a new location to serve you better. Our ER-trained providers believe high-quality care is for everyone, so we work with all insurances, including Medicaid and Medicare. Come see us on East Michigan Ave. At Consumers Energy, we believe change is imagining. Change is big, small, clean. Him, them, us, you. Together, we can bring clean energy to Michigan and protect the environment for generations to come. Learn about your clean energy choices and how you can become a force of change. ConsumersEnergy.com change. Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Brookville, Lenaway, Allen counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CMB is banking that stays in the community. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Today on the morning show, Zoe Lyons is with us from MDHHS. And Zoe, you and your department have a lot of uh, programs uh, for kids, and you're actually in schools and, and mm -hmm. working with um, kids in schools. With kids back in school this past spring, were you able right. to get your some of your things back in, in place? Yeah, some of them. So we have a program called Pathways to Potential, and that is workers going into the schools. Um, they actually, that's where their work site is, is at the schools, and they're there to help families who have needs. They can deal with them right there at the school. They don't have to then, parents don't have to get time off and come to our office. And um, so we are in uh, several school districts. We're in Jackson Public Schools at Cascades, Parkside and Forest Street, Hunt, and Northeast. We're in Northwest schools at early, um, the early elementary and the upper elementary, and then we're in East Jackson Elementary as well. Can you give us an idea, maybe an example of a kid that um, you, you've worked with, that you've helped, and exactly what are the things you, you are able to do? Yeah, I mean, it could be um, they, the, the family comes in, the mom or the dad, and there's a medical need and they don't have health insurance. They the school would know to contact mm. my person who's just down the hall in the <coughs> office and they can help them apply for, for Medicaid online. Um, it could be a food need and they can apply for food assistance. So they just pull up their computer and help the family apply. And then they'll be the worker that actually helps try mm. to kind of work that through. So um, yeah, so they don't have to find a ride. I mean, mm. transportation can be a thing, you know finding a ride down to our office and figuring all that out as well. There's so many programs you have and, you know, like you say, you don't know if you're eligible. Mm -hmm. For people that are struggling maybe for the first time um, and they want to know if they're eligible for any assistance, is the best way to just call and talk to someone? I think the best way is just to apply. To apply? If yeah. you don't know if you're eligible, just apply. Um, we have a new project uh, called Project One Day that's um, we're starting around the state. 
Um, it's a very complicated system, so we're, you know, mm -hmm. it's not easy. It's not like put in your name and social security number and we'll figure it out. Yeah. So um, they have to answer lots of questions and then we need documents sometimes. We need proof of um, employment. How much did you make in the last month? Mm -hmm. Those types of things. And those are some of the, re people don't turn those documents back in yeah. and that's some of the reasons they get denied. So this new project, one day, the worker who um, gets the case will actually call the, the person who applied and go through the process with them, help them download and upload mm -hmm. documents, maybe even do a three-way call with the employer so that we can get that information on that very first day. Wow. And we can uh, make that decision right away. <clears throat> so people, you know, you know when you go to a, um, a store and they ask you to apply for a credit card and you find out right then. Mm -hmm. it's, more similar to that, like we're gonna give get everything that we need and we're gonna help you mm -hmm. um, have a decision right away instead of 30 or 45 days down the road. Yeah. Have you ever applied for a credit card at a counter? <laughs> Only to get the uh, immediate the discount. Gift the, the free, yeah. The <laughs> I have never done that. My mother taught me at a young age. Never do that. <laughs> never do but that. then the lady or man on the other side of the counter looks at me funny when I don't want. Well, you do it and then you cancel as soon as you get home. No, you I get the do discount. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I might have done it once. Yeah. At Elder Beerman? No. <laughs> I, I have no memory of it. I probably <laughs> haven't. I don't know. I don't think I've been in a store in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how is everything going uh, for you outside of work? It's been crazy busy for you nonstop. I know you guys yeah. are you're training new staff, training in new programs. How's, uh, how's your summer going? It's going pretty well. Yeah. We um, haven't, we've had some little weekend trips. Um, we were up north the week weekend that the bridge got closed down. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were just getting ready to leave my uh, husband's cousin's house and they all have the bridge, you know, text. Yeah. Ding, 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 bridge is closed. Ugh. And steer, stay clear. They said, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Usually it just says the bridge is closed. Mm. But yeah. um, it turns out it was a bomb threat. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But it, they, cleared it pretty quickly and we were able to, to get home still that evening, so. But yeah, a few little trips. Nice. Summer's, summer's going pretty good. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, as part of uh, a new initiative in your office. What's, how does, how's that being implemented? You know, um, when, when our department, DHS, merged with the Department of Community Health and came this big, huge department, um, the Community Health had already had a DEI council. So um, I actually joined the state DEI council a couple of years ago, and now we have a DEI team in our office. Um, really the goal is to make everybody feel welcome in our office. So all of my staff members, we want to have um, that welcome feeling and, and new people coming in, and also our, our clients and our families who need us. And you know, people come into our office in crisis. It's not mm -hmm. the greatest um, feeling to have to come into our office. And so um, really working to be inclusive and welcoming and, um, you know, making sure everyone who comes in feels welcome, whether they're another race, another um, gender, uh, LGBTQIA, like we just want to be inclusive for everyone and, and, um, and have coming into our office be a good experience. That's great. Well, thanks for all you're doing. Thank you. And uh, again, if you don't know, just apply online, you never know. Zoe Lyons, Jackson Director from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. We'll be right back after this break. Jackson Public Schools, better than ever. District-wide building additions and improvements, 21st century learning furniture, added safety and security measures, and technology advancements for every classroom. All part of Jackson Public Schools' continued commitment to our students and our community. We are dedicated to providing our students the tools and environment to succeed. There is no better place for our students to learn than in person at Jackson Public Schools. Jackson Public Schools, bringing our community together to build a culture of academic excellence and workforce readiness. Go Vikings! If you're looking for a personalized car buying experience, then visit the team at Auto Merchants. Buy, sell, and trade without the backroom haggling. You'll work with one person start to finish. Put our 30 years of financing experience to work finding your next ride. When you need metal, and you need it now, Alro Metals Outlet is here for you. When your back is against the wall, our vast inventory of aluminum, steel, plastics, and more will help you get the job done. 
Whether you're a professional or do-it-yourselfer, our retail stores are your one-stop shop for metals. You select it, we cut to length, and shear to size, right here, right now. Because when you need metal, Alro Metals Outlet has your back. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and CAC supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint, and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. Serving made-to-order food cooked with farm-fresh ingredients, Dahlen Burgers offers fast food, craft food, burgers, fries, shakes, Cody Dogs, poutine, and more. All-natural house-ground black Angus beef patties. Kennebec fries. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. For all you non-handymen out there, especially Bart and Andy, I want to tell you guys about a new company in town. It's called Home Steady. And here's what they do. They come out to your house, they check everything, all your home maintenance items, and by the way, they fix them as well. If you need a screen repair, did you buy shelves you need to put together? You'll want to call Home Steady because they can take care of you and all your home maintenance issues. And they are now here in Jackson and locally owned. Call 183-FIX-MY-HOME or visit homesteadyrepair.com. And Homesteady is also hiring right now. So if you are looking for a job in Jackson, Homesteady is hiring. So another great place to work in Jackson. Our next guest on the morning show is Taekwondo instructor at the Jackson YMCA, James Rogers. Good morning, James. Good morning. So you, now I was gonna say you two know each other. You've seen each other yes. around the Y for years. Well, James has been at the Y since 1975. Yes. You so don't look old enough <laughs> to be. I knew that question was gonna come up. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into the? How did you get into Taekwondo? Well, actually, it started with a movie. Uh, I was going to school at uh, Grand Valley in, uh, from '72 to '74. And uh, went into town and saw Bruce Lee movie, and uh, it just intrigued me, you know, how he moved his body and the artistic uh, look of it, and and I said one day I'm going to do that, and and I pursued it once I settled down in one place. You're the uh, Taekwondo head instructor at the Y, and also a junior grandmaster. Yes. And for those uh, not familiar with Taekwondo, what, can you give us an explanation of, of this uh, martial art? Taekwondo is a Korean martial art that's over 2,000 years old. Um, it's uh, um, an art that's Taekwondo, which means Tae means hand, foot, Kwan means foot, and Do means the way. Um, taekwondo is, uh, they build a uh, good uh, leadership and through repetition and a lot of uh, practice, um, students become more aware of themselves and uh, the mind, body, and spirit. So uh, that's uh, what Taekwondo does. More than just a good workout. Yes, yes, it's more than, I had a logo I used to put on my flyers that would say more than just self-defense. You yeah. know, because it's just, it's more than that. You know, it's a way of life. Yeah, I was going to say, it must be a way of life. Um, I was, what have you gotten out of uh, the martial art, just teaching and, and practicing and, and bettering your craft? Um, just through teaching in itself, I've come to understand more about myself, you know, just from teaching martial arts. Um, 
Uh, it's taken me places that I never thought I'd be, you know, or go. Um, over the years, uh, I've been to the World Taekwondo Championships in Manila, Manila Philippines uh, back in uh, 2000. And we had a friendship tournament that we were involved in in uh, uh, Spain, Hain, Spain. And uh, also we went to, uh, um, with the largest group actually to travel to Korea. We had a group of 43 people that, followed, that went to Korea uh, in 1989. Uh, they toured the area. We went to different places there, historical places, and, and uh, experienced uh, um, with the, where the monks lived and, mm -hmm. and uh, how they practiced. And, and the whole history of uh, Taekwondo with my instructor's instructor, Grandmaster Taizy Park who is my instructor, um, and uh, different parts of the country. Is the, uh, the sport uh, more widespread in Korea? Is it something that everyone does? Yeah, it's, and I always use the terminology, it's like baseball <laughs> here in the United States, you know, because you yeah. see children riding their bicycles to class, and they have a, a gymnasium or a dojang, and a lot of the every corner almost and um, so yeah it's uh, it's their national pastime. James what's the schedule like for a beginner class what can someone expect um, at, you know their first first day and then their first first class with you? My, first, my beginner class uh, historically uh, I would uh, they would exercise with the rest of the class you know 10 to 15 minutes and then after that period is up, then I would put them with one of my um, higher ranking belts, and then they would bring them up to speed with um, what they need to know for their first promotional test. So they'll practice that a number of times, at least three, three to four months mm -hmm. and, or longer, depending on the student. And uh, they would uh, practice that until they would get, be up to speed and then join the rest of the class after that. How many, uh, how many different levels uh, have you uh, clipped off on your career? For me personally? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I tested for my first degree uh, back in sem uh, 1977. Wow. And then from there, uh, I got my second down, third down, fourth down, fifth down, sixth down. <laughs> And now junior grandmaster and seventh degree black belt. That's awesome. Is there more? Is there a higher level to go? There's eighth and ninth after that. Yes. Are you still planning Three. on? Great. Well, that's up to my instructor, Grandmaster Taisy Park. I have to have a recommendation from him, and uh, actually some of my peers also, to uh, advance that way. You have to have, you have to be a certain age, and you have to wait that number of years for that. For example. If I tested for seventh down today, I have to wait eight years before I can test oh, wow. again for uh, eighth down. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on all your success to date. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll probably be in a walker next time. <laughs> <laughs> you probably still, probably still <laughs> achieve the goal. It looks like it's, you know, it's very physical. For someone yeah. that maybe hasn't done anything uh, to want to sign up for a class, do you have to have a certain level of fitness in order to get started? No, no, you gain your fitness as you come into class. A lot of people want to make that mistake. They'll say, oh, I need to go and get in shape before I join class. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, that's, uh, you know, you, you, you get in shape when you, when you join the class. I have a lady in the class now who joined, uh, she actually tested for her first belt, which is yellow belt. She's 76 years old. And uh, she used to be a cheerleader at Michigan State University, but she's very, very active, you know, so. Um, so yeah, I mean, she just joined because her granddaughter was in it and during the pandemic, you know, we was having classes on Zoom and um, the granddaughter was teaching grandmother and when they, we came to back to class, they both came and she joined the class and now she's having a great time. That's cool. <laughs> she loves it. What, uh, what age? Um, What's the youngest age that can join? And, and what age do you recommend someone? I've had them as young as four. Mm -hmm. 
But I would recommend at least like, maybe nine or ten years old. Okay. Yeah, because uh, past fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, a lot of times, you know, kids don't really know what they really want to do at that age, mm -hmm. and and it's a parent thing, you know. They say, okay, we're gonna you know, put our kid in Taekwondo, you know, maybe the kid doesn't want to be there, but the parent wants them to be there, you know, yeah. which is all good. But they both may end up enjoying it and they both join. Yeah. Are there uh, competitions or exhibitions that yes. are part of it? Our uh, organization, Taepark Taekwondo, has uh, three major events that we uh, participate in every year. We have a national seminar in uh, Paducah, Kentucky at McCracken High School. Uh, where uh, one of my colleagues, Junior Grandmaster Lewis, he hosts that every year with a special guest, of course, Grandmaster Tazy Park. Then we have um, the State Games of Michigan that we host and run the Taekwondo tournament end of the competition there. Uh, the State Games has uh, over, at least last uh, two years ago, before the pandemic, they had over 40 events you know, used out throughout the city. Uh, different venues, and then we have uh, Taekwondo Taekwondo World Class Championships in November at Grand Rapids Community College at uh, Gerald R. Ford Fieldhouse. Those are all Taekwondo Taekwondo students there. The state games they're invited to um, all the uh, martial arts or, or all the other uh, Taekwondo schools uh, to join the state games, even the border states if they have state games. Hmm. So those are the three. To uh, get into it, is it then like a lifelong? Oh yeah, oh yeah, lifelong? <laughs> I would say so. I mean, for myself, uh, I started when I was 21, 22 years old and in 1975. Oh, you just give away your age. Yeah, yeah, well, that's <laughs> when I mean. hey, I'm 67, you know. Yeah, so. When you're a junior grandmaster, seventh degree, <laughs> I'd be proud to tell people my age. <laughs> I don't mind, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I uh, been involved in it since 1975, and and uh, over uh, 40 45 years, 46 years. It's awesome. Awesome. And uh, it's at the Summit Branch, and if people want to uh, try a class, they just uh, show up or sign up. Yeah, you can sign up at the. YMCA downtown branch and uh, at the front desk or you can go online and at uh, jacksonymca.org and uh, sign up that way. Nice. Thanks for coming in. Congratulations on uh, all, all the success you've had with Taekwondo. Thank you so much. Thanks, James. Uh, head instructor uh, for Taekwondo at the Jackson YMCA, James Rogers. Uh, the morning show continues after this. You need a plumber? Grimes Plumbing Company. Licensed and insured. Proudly serves the Jackson area with fast, reliable service and competitive pricing, both for repairs and new installs. For fast, reliable plumbing service, call Grimes Plumbing today. And remember, we love water. We offer many services at Smarts Chiropractic because we want to be your health and wellness authority. We use specialized analysis and adjusting instruments to give you chiropractic care like you've never had before. No matter your age, we're here for you. We can help set infants and expecting moms on the path towards better health. Our nutritional counseling can help you listen to your body and help you understand what it needs. Visit us today for a truly outstanding chiropractic experience. Parents, do you want to connect your kids with food, friends, and fun this summer? Free summer meals are available for all children under the age of 18 and no registration or ID is required. Call Jackson Public Schools Summer Lunch Program at 841-2693 for details. The other big story this year? Your heart. During the pandemic, death from heart attacks doubled. At Henry Ford, we're all for making heart health the headline again. Find out your own heart risk by taking our Get Heart Smart quiz. I've been a Kelly Express Smart customer for years, and there's a simple reason why. I stop at my Kelly Express Mart every day when I take my kids to school and go off to work. The entire staff is friendly, and the manager even saves me my favorite morning paper. The service is always fast, which is great for a family on the go. 
Kelly Express Mart has everything my family and I'll need to get our day started, especially fresh, hot coffee. There are locations all around Jackson, so I know that there are quality products and fast, friendly service just around the corner. Kelly Express Mart, they're the best. Over time, we've seen more and more people frustrated with their dental benefits. They thought that because they had dental insurance, they'd be well taken care of. Well, that's exactly what the insurance companies want you to believe. They figure out a way to collect your premiums while continuing to limit your choice of doctor and your choice of treatment. There's not one company better than the others. They've created an environment where dentists diagnose treatment or recommend... Welcome back to the morning show. I know you've heard this at uh, restaurants and other places throughout the uh, pandemic. Uh, I'm sorry, we're out of that. <laughs> uh, Taco Bell, guess what they're out of now? Meat. Well, they're out of a lot. They're out of napkins. <laughs> <laughs> they're out of hot sauce. What? Lettuce. What? Tomatoes. Brandon. Even tortillas. It's everything I like. Yeah, on their website right now, there's an orange bar at the top that says, due to transportation delays, we may be out of some items at your local restaurant. Uh, uh, one social media poster said, um, are we living to Moss? After posting about oh, a so beef shortage. Um, well, that's interesting because have you seen the line at the Taco Bell? That's why they're out of stuff. It's because people are uh, buying it like crazy. I saw, so I saw someone put on Facebook, they got trapped in that line for an hour. Uh, I've been trapped in a drive-in line. Wow, uh, interesting. I don't get there often, to be honest with you. I've seen people, you've probably seen this, people order, and between the ordering and the pickup, they leave the line and it screws up everyone's order. Mm -hmm. You, get you just something. can't wait long enough. <laughs> they can't the wait. problem can't is wait. everyone, when they pull into a, no one pulls into a drive-through restaurant like mm, a little hungry. You pull in starving, so yeah. you're mad. Well, here's something to uh, crave your starveness. Um, Frito-Lay is messing with our minds because they are unleashing two new products. It's a mashup. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, between Lay's Doritos uh, Cool Ranch and Lay's Potato Chips. Interesting. Yeah, so Doritos Cool Ranch flavored potato chips. Now, Brandon, your son's going to be starting school, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you packed these two bags of chips in his wow. lunch, and he's the coolest kid there. I think so. <laughs> Might have to get some, huh? Look at this one. Funyuns, onion flavored Lay's. <laughs> I think it's going to confuse a lot of people. Yeah, you know, Funyuns, yeah. have you had those? My daughter asked for those the other day because really? she's got a buddy who likes them, and Funyuns? I got her a bag of them. Yeah, yeah she didn't like them. Yeah. Uh, here's a guy that uh, this uh, device, this piece of equipment washed up on the beach in Florida. <laughs> the police had no idea what it was. It turns out that it was a floating cylinder being used by a man attempting to run to Bermuda using it like a hamster wheel. Was he in there when they found <laughs> yes. it? Yes, he was in there. <sighs> And he uh, obviously didn't make it to Bermuda, just barely got off the coast of Florida. Jeez, oh but geez. can you imagine trying to hamster wheel run to Bermuda? I saw some like guys that? bought an uh, airplane uh, <laughs> ramp and inflate it in their driveway the other day. One of the floaties, the slides. Oh, they neat. bought it from an old aircraft and just oh, that's a great blew idea. it up in their driveway. Yeah, and then you got to get rid of it. So. Hmm. Uh, who's on uh, tomorrow's show? Uh, tomorrow's show, we have with us Denise Owens, who's the Jackson County Fair Manager, Aaron Dimmick from the City of Jackson, and then the Chamber Connection, presented by Experience Jackson with Craig Hatch. Hmm. Uh, coming up later today, Kevin Oxley and Jeff Beal will be here to talk about, uh, well, I have an announcement. Also, candidate for Mayor Laura Schlechte, Nan Whitmore from The Relay. Uh, previewing the Rose Queen pageant, Leslie Bradley and Shannon Watts and Kelly Fritt from New Beginnings Cleaning Services with an event coming up. That's coming up this afternoon. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then.